Real Ghost Stories Online. So if you're in a setting where there's, you know, God knows what's going on with some individual, maybe some sort of secretive, illegal, bad thing, insert bad thing here. You can certainly stir up some some stuff. Then you add drugs to the mix. You add other things to the mix that are, are destructive and negative. Uh, it, it can just go downhill very, very fast. In our next story, we hear literally someone whose entire childhood was plagued by negativity, initially brought on by the living, by poor choices of the adults around them. Eventually, leaning the poor choices by the individual that is sharing the story. And the whole time seemingly being followed by something unseen, unexplained, that continued to get darker and darker as time went on. It's a cautionary story. Take a listen. My interest in the paranormal actually stemmed from my interest in aliens. My cousin and I would play Jet Force Gemini for hours on the Nintendo 64 and soon decided to start alien hunting. We were both nine at the time and we had very active imaginations to say the least. Within a few years, at some point, I started to lose that imagination, you know, of aliens jumping around the room and seeing their face in the clouds. The alien research shifted into alien ghost research and by the age of 11 or 12, I had become just a ghost hunter. The first investigation was in the basement of a house that my family moved into. It belonged to that of my stepfather. He had many problems and attracted what I believed to be some very negative energy. The basement had the worst of it. It was damp and dark. There was a boiler room in the back end of the basement, which reminded me of the room at the end of the Blair Witch Project. We'd been filming down there and had been picking up what I remembered to be multiple orbs zooming in and out of the frame. I found out as well that if you're trying to capture spirits on camera, then it's best to not look in the direction of the shot. For some reason, you're liable to pick up more evidence. That is, in fact, exactly what happened. I snapped a lot of photos downstairs, but just one of them had a particularly disturbing image in it. Right by the door of the boiler room, on a rolled-up piece of under-carpet insulation, was it resembled a gnarly-looking cat. It was in the pouncing position. It was sideways, with its head tilted directly at the camera, almost as if it was guarding the boiler room entrance, and it was baring its teeth. At the same time, when this picture was taken, we had put a tape recorder into the boiler room. My cousin actually tossed it in there, and we had tied a fishing line because we were too scared to get near that room after the first time being in there. It never felt very good. The energy was just really bad and something just did not feel right. The tape recorder ran for about 20 minutes and during that time I snapped the picture of the creature that I had just mentioned. Upon playback of the tape, about halfway through we picked up something. Mind you, there was absolutely nothing before this EVP or afterwards in the 20 minutes that we had taped. What we heard in the tape recording was all but the sound of it being tossed into the room and 10 minutes later, which sounded like something scrambling to pick it up. I remember this sound for the rest of my life. After what it sounded like being picked up, it hauntingly groaned the word and name Michael, my cousin's first name. Suffice to say, I've since lost these pictures of evidence 
and now they remain only as memories. My story, however, doesn't end there. About a year later, I was sleeping over at my cousin's, and it's probably the most off-putting night terror that I've ever had, if not the only true night terror I've ever had. I slept with something covering my eyes, no matter what, if I'm lying on my back. Ever since I watched the History Channel episode of The Old Hag at 10 years old, I just won't risk seeing something. On this night, I really don't think it had made a difference. Basically, what I remember is what I can only describe as a seething presence outside the bedroom window. Just really, really imposing. I think this is one of the few times I've astral projected, albeit not very far. My body stayed where it was on the floor, but I hid behind my cousin's bed out of view of the window obviously trying to get away from the thing outside the window. As soon as I did this, it was in the house outside his door. It was then that I heard it speak. It said in a raspy, guttural voice, I'm watching you. I was terrified. I was able to snap back into my body and wake up. I had a pocket knife, as if that were going to do a damn thing, and held it out as I made my way from his room to the basement and up the stairs to where my mom was. I definitely freaked her out to see if I was up in the middle of the night holding a blade wide-eyed and covered in sweat. This is the precursor of everything that was to come. It took a few years, though, waiting for the right conditions and the right timing. During my childhood, my father had a drug problem, and I wasn't able to see him a lot during my adolescence. He started to get his stuff together in 2003 and ended up moving in with my mom. My parents divorced in 96 when I was about five due to his drug abuse. My mother had met her second husband in 2001 and married him in 2003. She found some extremely disturbing things in his computer and got a divorce six months after she married him. His house was the house where my cousin and I first started doing our investigation. Evil clings to evil acts. As I said, I moved in with my dad when I was 14 years old and shortly after my mom and my dad got back together. We were all living together again and had ended up moving into a bigger house closer to the school district that I was attending. A whole family lived there, and I was now moving out. I speculated that the dad of the house died recently, and they no longer could afford to keep it. My dad bought the house and had a complete renovation of the interior done. The house looked brand new. We all moved in, and things were fine for a while. Great, right? Weird things had yet to become even a factor at the new house. Then, just when we started to find some peace in 2010 things started to occur when my mom moved out of the house with my little brother. The first thing I believe that happened was when my dad was walking into the house and three items that were on the shelves eight feet to the right just flew past my dad towards the other end of the house. The items were pretty random and didn't make much sense at the time. They were as follows. A vocal microphone, a strange steel ball six inches in diameter, and a brass monkey that was my grandpa's first toy. My dad had not mentioned this event until other things started to happen. It really started to ramp up when my sister moved out and my cousin moved in. At this point, I started to develop my own drug problems and my cousin even worse off than me. Three separate times, random items appeared in the dryer. The first was a Jack Sparrow talk book with the buttons that said phrases. The second was the same steel ball that flew off the shelf upstairs. The third was a piece of newspaper torn in a diagonal so that it resembled a triangle and burned in the center of it was another triangle flipped upside down. Right around the same time, I was in our music studio in the basement playing drums. I was playing for about 20 minutes when suddenly all of the hair on the back of my neck stood on end. 
I sensed what I made out to be an extremely tall figure with piercing eyes staring at me from outside the studio in the shadow of the corner of the room. I didn't react. I just gathered my things and slowly walked up the stairs and went outside for a while. There were also two separate times where things seemingly caught fire. The first was in my room. I left and my dad was taking a nap. He luckily checked my room and saw that the trash can was up in flames. Now, I did smoke in there and did empty an ashtray in the garbage. However, I am 99.9% sure that everything in the ashtray was out. and It was at least 30 minutes since I'd used the ashtray when I emptied it. The second time, my cousin Mike, my cousin Jonathan, and I were sitting in the kitchen at the table smoking. And I started to notice a strange smell and worded off as just the cigarettes. About one minute later, my cousin Jonathan started freaking out, smacking at his pant leg. And I kid you not, his pant leg had caught fire. And the flame had eaten nearly a 9 by 4 inch hole out of the bottom of his pant leg. Soon after this, what I believed to be an entity turned its attention on my ex. She eventually didn't even want to come over to the house anymore. We had moved things on her, like toilet paper in the bathroom and other nuanced things like that. What really got this thing riled was when my cousin, my ex, and my friend went into the other room and did heroin. After that, I feel like it had taken free reign of the home. The last major occurrence that I recall happening in that house is pretty substantial. It involves my ex and the reason she would not come back to the house. We had a big group of people over and we were all in the kitchen gathered around the table. My ex was the only one standing because we had run out of chairs. Probably 10 minutes into all of this, hanging out at the table, I saw it happen. What I saw was my ex flinch almost like something put its hand on her shoulder. Half a second later, she came off the ground screaming and flailing wildly. Something had literally picked her up about two feet off the ground and set her back down two feet. The thing that really sold me on this being some unseen entity picking her up and putting her down was her hair. It stayed where she was standing. The full motion would have been impossible if she had just tripped up and jumped back herself. There is another part to the story that I'd like to tell sometime. I don't know if I'm quite ready yet. It involves a three-day experience that happened to me after I moved out of the house. I believe I was followed by the entity and ended up in the psych ward for ten days after three days of hell. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.